Into the Heavy Shelf Podcast. I'm your host, David Richards. And with me, as always, I'm happy to have Luca with me. Hey. And the ever so smooth talking moose. Yep. That's all you get. See? Just a little yeah. bit of smooth talking there, guys. Just a little bit. I... It's like a fine spice. You don't want to use too much. <laughs> We're going to start calling you a little smooth. Oh, I don't like that at all. It's only a no. little bit of effort you give us, you know. No, moose. You know, we, we 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 go through the trouble of building up this persona of you being smooth, and then he's like, more like a dab, a dab of moose, a dab of smooth. I, I also want to point out this is in fact the beginning of uh, Moose's SoundCloud rap career as a uh, little smooth. Look him up uh, <laughs> tomorrow night. That's when he begins. Mm-hmm. That's right. I want his tracks to be just different types of trees he comes across in the woods, being a moose and all. The whole track? The different tracks are going to be based off of different types of trees, yes. So, I can guarantee you one night in the next, like, couple weeks, I'm going to be up too late, right? I'm going to have been talking to people on Discord for too long, and I'm going to start writing a rap song about being a moose, just walking through the woods. So I just want to see his version of, like, I want to see his version of D12. It'll be, like, 12 different animals that are in his, like, his rap gang. Posse, entourage, whatever the kids call it these days. Yeah, this, this this just sounds like a like a nineties style like uh how it, how typical for you to throw in the police sirens the moment we're talking about rappers. Wow. Look, man, I wow. Hey, hey, that was the wow. police. I didn't call them. Okay, they just. They I didn't even know rap. we had the budget for a sound soundboard yet. Here we are. They they heard rap and so, they just came a calling. Okay, like. Well, that's for another podcast. We'll cover. <laughs> that was a joke <sighs> okay so so those people need to head on over to uh, the headquarters of Coast Recon Breakpoint and arrest them for those horrendous microtransactions good segue segue a little bit a little bit a little bit of a segue um, so what have you guys heard about those microtransactions so far or have you tried the Ghost Recon Breakpoint I, I have not okay. tried the beta and I did not get it today um, I I have, however, heard about the the in-game purchases, and I heard uh there's a hot, a hot few of them, you know, just 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 a couple. Which, considering my uh <laughs> my experience with Wildlands, I I don't find that surprising, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like I think I think what's interesting about this instance is can you find something that isn't monetized? Because I mean, from what I saw from 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 the looking that I did. It's everything, which I mean, you know, neither here nor there. We're not going to get into that just yet, but they really did monetize everything. Yeah. Which I mean, a, a bold play. Um, and and they said that it was an error that that some of the stuff was was uh presented as monetized, and that they didn't mean to have those things um, available for for cash yet. Yeah. Um, so some some of the stuff like the like the weapon bundles and attachment bundles and stuff like that are, according to them, if they're not just doing some damage control, it was an accident. You know the- they're supposed to be purchasable at a later point in time so that new players can catch up. Um, so that, I you mean, you know the most uh, egregious thing I'm just now seeing is that they're so monetized hungry. That's not a very good catchphrase. <laughs> but they're so hungry to monetize um, that they seem to have monetized this very podcast with a minute-long ad, unskippable, before this stream, according to Funky Finch in the chat. Ooh, Beautiful. ooh, wow. Man. <laughs> Everywhere. Everywhere. Um, I mean, it is but, launch day, so I'm not that surprised. Yeah, that's, that's true. I mean, it's, it's kind of it's strange because... I feel like the the intense monetization is a little bit less of a of a horrible deed when you when you look at if if you think that they're telling the truth when they say we intended for these to be released later, right? Cuz you know, if if you want to get into a game and everybody else has better gear than you, 
and th then it might not be fun, right? But but then that kind of gets into the issue of, all right, well, why are you building your game like that? I, I, I can't mm. think of any game where I would choose to not play to advance that I also consider a good game, you know? I, I, ideally, you wouldn't want to unlock weapons and upgrades with just a $5 card swipe because you want to play the game. The um, is, so it's an interesting situation, and I'm wondering if they're just trying to cover their tracks and make themselves look nice, like, oh, no, 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 or, or if they we were genuine about it. We did it for the noobs, it. guys. We did it for the noobs. It's all good. Trust yeah. us. I think from my we perspective, the thing <laughs> is that, like, I, I, I know what you mean about, like, ideally, you'd want to play through the game, but, you know, it, it's almost like... It would be one thing if they were like, okay, there's we we didn't mean to put these like in even in the game yet. You know, these are going to be like bundles you can get like later. You know, and like noobs can buy them and then you know work through the normal progression with you know these like special things, but everyone can purchase them. Like, you know, most games do. But just the idea of like, ah, I'm just gonna buy my way up. I'm like, is this an MMO now? Is is that where we are? Okay. Yeah, and and it's especially weird coming from um a franchise that some people have regarded to as like a, a kind of tactical shooter because a general staple of tactical shooters is that you can kill anyone with just about any weapon. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not like team fortress two or something like that where, you know, you, Oh, why are you trying to use the winger when I got this gun, you know, comparing the weapons is, is a very in integral part of that. Or like um, a lot of MMOs where you just straight your weapons get completely better in all ways yeah um it's it's a tactical shooter and you know there are better weapons but if i if i have one pistol i can probably still get you no matter what if if i'm if i'm good yeah. so it's it's just strange to see that kind of monetization for that kind of game okay so i i don't know if you played uh any of the previous titles i've played wildlands and what i can say is that the game it, it seemed to make some effort to make various weapons reflective of their real-life counterparts, right? So the thing, well, to some extent, some guns actually did do more damage than others, but yeah, generally you can kind of kill most things with most things. I wouldn't call it a hardcore tactical shooter, but what I'm saying is there are some guns that just, like, oh, the range is better and the rate of fire is more controllable, so I can kind of see how, like, some guns would just be better than other ones. So, it, you know, it, like, I can kind of see. I, I really wouldn't call, at least my experience with Wildlands, like a really hardcore tactical shooter. Oh, no, of course Just because there, there course were not. literal, like, weapon specs that, like, really, really mattered a lot more than tactical shooters. And the other thing about tactical shooters is they tend to deal with r a lot of close-range stuff, whereas my experience mm -hmm. with Wildlands, at least, was that uh, there was, you, you had the option of doing either. So, yeah, it's it's a big open world map in both Wildlands and uh, what's this one called Breakpoint? Yes, yeah, it's Breakpoint. Yeah, um, I I just I just found it maybe maybe amusing would be the the best term um, because in in a lot of games that are tactical shooters, even kind of remotely, right? If you have a weapon of one class, it isn't going to be flat out better or worse than the other weapons of that class, right? A submachine gun has advantages and strengths over all other submachine guns as a general game design philosophy. Yeah. Um, so, so it's just interesting that they would think, hey, the newbies might need to get a head start unlocking some attachments and stuff like that and new weapons. And it's like, well... Yeah. The, and, and some people might say something like, oh, well, that, you know, how can it be reflective of reality if all the guns, you know, have their strengths and weaknesses and there's not just some that are just poorly designed? The thing is that it's all, like, military firearms, and so they went through trials and stuff, so, like, you're not going to get, like, a totally useless weapon in a game that's trying to be reflective of, you know, the actual weapons that are out there in the field, because if they were totally useless, they not, wouldn't have been made, you know? So it, it makes sense. It's, like, the whole point is that it's supposed to be reflective of reality. So, quick question. Yeah. With these, um, like, you guys saw them as time savers or this was a big mistake for these microtransactions to be seen this way. With the argument being that, hey, we're going to put them in. We, we weren't supposed to see them now. They're going to be in there later, like much later, for like new players. Later, yeah. Do later. you guys agree with that kind of sentiment? Like, I understand, like, 
oh, you have, you're a year behind, so we're going to make you level 25, and you get this cool skin and that cool skin, blah, blah, blah. Um, but to let people just kind of pay to win, or like pay to have more fun kind of <laughs> thing. <laughs> Not work um, for in-game rewards. Essentially, yeah. Um, do you guys, are you guys buying it, or would you think that that's an acceptable way to do things as far as weapons? I think, in, in my opinion, the idea of having new players like buy new weapons to catch up in, in a game that, especially like a first-person shooter, well, actually, I think this would probably be third-person, judging from Wildlands. Yeah. But like, a, a shooter like this, where it is somewhat tactical and all, all this other stuff, right? Where it has its own unique engine and everything. I think that having a way to buy more guns to help noobs is sort of like saying, okay, we're going to give a really nice camera to an amateur to make his photography better. The thing is, like, <laughs> it doesn't matter how good the tools they have are. And again, when it comes to a game like this, ideally, there shouldn't be, you know, it shouldn't be, it, you shouldn't be able to just say, okay, you know, here's the linear progression of how good the guns are, you know. Um, the thing is, like, even even if they do have the best guns, my experience with shooters like this is that if a noob is a noob, their raw skill and experience with that game and with that engine and the way it feels and the way it plays and how the maps are laid out and everything, you, you can't just buy skill. You can't buy winning in that kind of scenario. So mm -hmm. it just, to me, it almost seems like, like a false, like, I get buying yeah. uh, skill level if you need access to newer content and instead of making you wait or grind for three months to get access to this content that might only be available for a month, you know, I get that. But when it comes to the weapons that you, that other players had to grind for, for me, I don't agree with it. Like once I thought about it a little bit more. Mm -hmm. of like your day one players you know they have to spend literally days of gameplay to grind for some of these weapons and then new players the ones who weren't sure about the game or weren't confident about it and didn't buy in and invest they kind of get rewarded with the opportunity to just pay their way through yeah down the road like for me i don't agree with it then because i mean look you guys know i'm the guy that thinks every game should cost more money and we should all support and pay when we can kind of thing. Another thing. And so it's, I don't appreciate it that, God, I got nothing against noobs. But yeah, if I'm looking at it like that, I don't like that noobs can just pay, essentially pay their way, uh, like skip the line, if you will. Yeah. I get it if it's for like timed events of like, well, we have an event that you have to be level 25 to get in. Like, you know, you see that in all the time in MMOs. And so... Like, you don't get all the weapons and stuff. Like, you still have to play for those. But you get maybe cool cosmetics or something like that. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that's where I would kind of draw the line. But I imagine, because they say this is down the road, I imagine it's probably going to be, like, just three months down the road. Mm -hmm. Like, they're going to do, like, a seasonal thing. Again, it, it, it just seems like, uh, an idea that doesn't make that much sense in a game where it's not really appropriate and its application, e even that seems like less than ideal, you know? Because from what I've been I feel seeing, like there's better the ways game... to help new players accelerate through a skill tree or or like a weapons tree than just here buy a bundle of weapons. Yeah, well, honestly, I don't just, I don't know who would want to do that. Part of what I liked about um the division was grinding through and like getting the sense of man i'm barely getting by with this gun but it literally the gun was the guns are so bad in the beginning that you get the skill that when you do get a good gun you're like i'm kind of a badass now well, yeah <laughs> you know like that grind is fun and i don't know it just hurts the gamer and the reputation of the company of them just kind of here just buy your way in i don't know why the the thing they gotta be smarter with this again battle pass fortnite battle pass everyone needs to do that and everyone will be raking in dough. yeah but the thing about a game like this is that i like at least my experience with wildlands and other you know quote-unquote tactical shooters is there's not a point where you go oh god this gun you know i'm struggling so hard oh now i'm about like it's just 
different guns less than like making you more or less badass more what they do is sort of cater to different play styles and, and have different strengths and weaknesses like it's it's not i you know i i haven't played the game but i highly doubt that there's going to be that point where you are you know just really struggling to get by it's going to be like okay you start with this basic set of weapons you know they work you can get by you know and then when i say struggling out. i'm not thinking i'm not talking like dark souls level of difficulty but it's more like well, yeah, a, but like man i barely made it out of that firefight we're using games it's kind of simple so again it's rewarding in that you don't get to just mow through people in the beginning but eventually you do get through to that Okay, I got that Mothu gun until everyone else levels up. Yeah, but now, interestingly enough, uh, Battlefield One, of course, had a had a season pass sort of thing, and the of course incremental DLCs. Um, I really liked Battlefield One. I wish it didn't have paid DLCs, but I I bought it on sale. It was it was a it was worth it in the end. I wish I wish I didn't have to. But Battlefield One had guns that you couldn't pay to unlock. You had to have the DLC first. And then you had to do missions to unlock. Um, and it was stuff like, you know, get 25 headshots with this gun or, you know, kill, you know, this many vehicles with this kind of grenade or stuff like that. Yeah, and I've seen and that at, in Sniper Elite. Uh, at least well. for Battlefield really 1, that was a fantastic system because it made you use guns that you maybe were less comfortable with to experiment with new guns. And part of part of Battlefield One is towards the end, you know, they're really getting some funky guns, some guns that have some really weird functionality that do a lot of weird different things. Some guns and that so, in reality there was like three of, and they're just like, hey, yeah, everybody. I think what they should do is have certain armor sets that make you look really cool are only unlocked if you have proficiency across all of these different guns. That way, you. Like, when someone sees you, like, that guy really is a well-rounded Battlefield 1 player. They deserve well, to look like a badass right now. I mean, the, the, the time of Battlefield 1 has come and gone, but, but, but yeah, my yeah. point with saying that is that y you had a game where you would play, and in order to get the new weapons, you know, it wasn't a simple buy it. You would actually do, a, do something interesting, something that changed the gameplay style that was engaging, in my opinion, um, and your reward was something that, like in tactical shooters, it was a gun that wasn't better. It felt different, and it served a different role. Yeah, and that's something that I think these sorts of games could really benefit from. Uh, you know, it, it, it's it's more engaging, and it it doesn't necessarily give you an advantage. It gives you more opportunities to play a certain way, and that's you know that's what they should be going for. So the idea that you could buy your way to catch up, it's just silly, and it indicates either. They're trying to cover up and they really just want more money or their game might be unbalanced or they just weren't thinking something through. It, it, it doesn't look good no matter what way you look at it from, basically. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think the motive was like, oh, we got to, guys, we got to find out a way to let these noobs catch up. Like, we don't want to leave them behind. We're doing this for them. They're like, okay, here's our content. Let's shove this stuff over here as ways, extra ways you can pay for it, you know? Um, and I got to tell you, like, maybe make a better game before you start finding new ways to make more money out of it. Because for me, it was like Ghost Recon nap time. I fell asleep twice during the beta. Not even joking. What? How? Like the, the, it, uh, it just was not exciting to Honestly, me. having played Wildlands, if it's, if it's along the same track, I can kind of see that. If, if I'm being totally honest. Were they like cut scenes where they played soft piano music and had birds well, chirping? Like no, it's just like, and... well, like very early on, I come across two different times. I'm like, did I play like the exact same thing? Come across a pile of whatever that's being guarded for no good reason and just kill these two guys with no challenge whatsoever. And then I come across another pile of whatever being guarded. No, it wasn't a pile. It was just like this random bunker but it's like why is this bunker here like what, what's going on and then kill those two guys with no challenge like there was no tactics i had to do it was just way too easy you know yeah yeah and so it's i went through that and then i came across where it was a little more difficult but even still i used like two percent brain power to muscle through that scenario and I'm not even that great of a like a shooter like gamer type, you know. Yeah, but and uh, it's just again, it, 
it, it, it didn't lure me in. And so when I played that and then saw that they were doing this, it was like, oh, no. Like, they... Hmm. Not so what you, what you need to understand is that what they've done is they've taken out all the fun and difficult parts of the game, right? And they're going to sell those later so that, uh, so that <laughs> you can experience them at the same time as the noobs, right? So everyone, $60 everyone, is everyone can just have for like, the access. Yeah, exactly. Everyone can have like a collective experience of the challenge of the game at the same time. Then they can talk about it on Twitter, okay? It's brilliant. It's, so it, it's, so it's 60 ducks is paying for the privilege of, of the platform, Lutz. Of the platform. Of the platform. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Huh. Hmm. Well, that's an idea. Yeah, businessmen are like, yo, that's a good angle. That's a lot of money there. Like, <laughs> if we can just set that expectation to where it's a privilege to play these games. Oh, man. It's all in the market. <laughs> a lot of people were saying that because of the whole microtransaction stuff, uh, this game will be dead on arrival, right? I, mm-hmm. I don't want to go so far as to say that. This seems like something that you could easily remove, cover up, and then act like it never happened, right? Um, whether or not they'll be smart enough to do that, I don't know. I mean, but, yeah, but we, this we've isn't seen as bad as some go of the stuff, stuff that we've and make seen. A comeback. I mean, just a couple of weeks ago, uh, I was in the trenches fighting against the people that were like throwing death threats at Apex Legends. They just came out with their new season, and I think it was like two hundred thousand something viewers on Twitch, just like blowing everyone out of the water. And it's like nothing had ever happened, like in a good way. Like bygones be bygones, they were loving it, you know. So Ghost Recon, I don't think they've tainted stuff enough to where. Like, it's definitely not Fallout 76 levels. Oh, my God. gosh. Oh, my God. Um, and I, I want to see, <laughs> yeah. I really want to see if they ever release the private server modding stuff. Because if they do, it'll, that'll be fun. But, yeah, that game's an absolute. Um, I, th- I, I think know, they're waiting for it to die. What's a, what's a polite way of saying pile of AIDS? <laughs> uh, bad. Very bad game. Yes, it is a pile of bad game. There you go. But I, I think with that game, they're legitimately just waiting for people to stop playing and for everyone to forget about it. <laughs> I, ah, uh, man. Pe- it's really bad. It's a Fallout game, you know? Fallout is one of those franchises. Uh, it's a different topic entirely, but man. Sometimes you just, when you compare what, what, what Ghost Recon Breakpoint is doing to Fallout 76, the future for this game doesn't look so dark. I think it is more than salvageable. I think they just they just got to be smart about what they do. Because I saw I saw some promoted videos by Ubisoft for it that were really interesting. Like, whoa, this is pretty cool, right? It's, it seems like the kind of game that I would enjoy if you know if it that was your thing didn't have oh, yeah okay. if if I didn't already have multiple games that fill the niche for it yeah. to a way that I like more. To, to me, the, this what? feels like the kind of game that there is an audience that will buy it and will play it. It just mm-hmm. well, I, I, a lot of the commentary I saw around this was, um, well, this isn't good right now. I'll go back to Wildlands, you know. So, and Wildlands wasn't even that celebrated, but there is that crowd still that's like, yeah, I'm down with playing that until this gets better. So, having people see, I haven't seen too many people just like, I'm out, I'm done, screw this, never, never doing Ghost Recon again. So, they haven't burned bridges or anything. It, it's It's a bunch of, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed, you know, is what I'm seeing. Why do you guys think people aren't just doing Fortnite's Battle Pass with these things? Uh, <laughs> I, they've I don't made know. so much money. It's so simple. It's like 12 bucks for three months. And everybody's happy. The thing is that with the Battle Pass, there's, you know, there's like, oh, you unlock stuff and all the, you know, like skins and things. The thing is that, like, there are some games where, like, what you unlock, I, I just, I don't know that it's applicable to every scenario, at, at least not without some major adjustments. Like, you take a game like this where you unlock weapons, you know, it, mm-hmm. like, regionally and stuff, and if you made it a, a battle pass system for a game that's already, like, $60, I think people wouldn't, I, I think people would cry foul, you know? 
Yeah, I don't think they what, bite. What if, what if the battle pass is really I, cheap? I think that part of what's helped the battle pass work out is the, like, seasonal yeah. system and the free-to-play and the constantly releasing, like, new skins and stuff in a way that just isn't there for other, like, game shows. You know? Mm-hmm. I, I, like, you could apply it probably, but I, like, I, I think you'd, I think, I think another thing that's helped the battle pass work out so well is that Fortnite is a, is a, like, big social phenomenon, you know? Like, when I was a kid, me and my buddies, we all played Minecraft, right? But now... Yes, I the, know, the kids, you guys tell me all the time. Yes, we know. But the thing is, you know, <laughs> now the, the kids are, you know, the, these, these darn kids are playing Fortnite, right? Bloody heathen. And I imagine that there's kids who like, oh, my friend has the battle pass and he has all these cool skins, and so they have to get like it. It feels like mm-hmm. a different scenario, you know. I think I there's a, a good um, system. I don't know that it's universal in the current state. Yeah, ex- so exactly. It, it, I don't think it, it translates that... across all genres. I, I I think that with some genres, you just should stay away from that system. And if you want to keep a game tactical and stuff like that, all right, recruit. For for today's mission, you gotta go out there and you gotta headshot ten guys with a pistol. It's like, eh, eh. I w- I would agree that it's not uh workable for all genres, but I think it's more of a the free to play barrier, and that yeah, you're right, sixty bucks and you want fifteen dollars for a battle pass. That's a big pile of no. Yeah. Um. You might see that stuff like a year after the fact, like extra season passes or whatever. But if I recall, like Destiny was doing like twenty bucks a time when they were doing their season pass stuff. And yeah, um, uh, correct, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't those season weren't those season passes like story expansions more yes, than yeah? So so they they were more traditional paid DLC than you yeah. know play games, complete missions, and level up your rewards card or whatever the heck it would be. So. And I think something like that would work with, with these sort of games, especially because it's an open world. I mean, goodness gracious, you just release a DLC that is a new island to explore. Boom. There you go. Yeah. I mean, that, that'll draw people in. And you throw in some special enemies. Oh, look, some new weapons that are available across all islands with the DLC. That, I think that fits much better for the genre. Um, and it seems like something that a lot of people would go for. I know if I was into this sort of game, as in if I didn't have other games to substitute it, I'd be like, ooh, a new map. I'm a sucker for maps. Ooh, comes with some more stuff. Yeah. That's what would, that's what would sell it. So it, it, it's, I think there's a lot of negativity around this, though, just because people are so beat down, maybe, with, with the frequency of these sort of stories. You yeah, know, I, I, I you see with still... the microtransactions, like, oh, here we go again, and everyone's mm-hmm. just just ready to to call to call the game dead, and they they yeah. stepped back very. I mean, quick. this happens so often enough. Like, it's not like you get, oh, we got to rally the troops. It's like, no, they're already in the fields. They're waiting. They're just waiting on the bat, the battle horn to go, and then they're right in the tour de trenches, having at it. Um, I don't know. You would think the devs by now of any company you would know, we don't like these to stop <laughs> and just yeah, come up with a plan do. that to where, yeah, don't, or I don't know. Again, my other plan has been either go free to play with battle pass type thing, or just do 99 bucks up front and be like, this is just how it is now. But also everything is free. And Honestly, let me tell you what, I, I, I think, think a game like that would, would be, be interested to see like an actual projection of the, uh, how the profit margins for for games on this scale, right? Like the the big AAA titles. I want to see how, mm-hmm. like, like when do they meet, you know, or exceed their cost of development, right? Because you you always advocate the like ninety ninety dollar price. Not you know, like that's I guess fair enough. But I there is part of me that wonders, you know, uh, with the sixty dollar price, you know how like where are they achieving now you know like if they're not you know covering their their entry costs then yeah sure you know they should be bumping up the price but you know like eh, i don't know i think a game like this would be very interesting to see as a free-to-play i i don't know i feel like 
in, in terms of the selection of free-to-play games that you have, something, something like this, I think that would be, that would be very attractive to people, um, where you just cut the story, you have squads who go out and they're doing missions, and it, it, it would work. It would work. Um, but I also think the Alec and stuff is right. This is, this is a corporate decision, not a game dev one. I don't, yeah. I don't think that people who are creatively leading these games are necessarily thinking about microtransactions and stuff like that at all. I mean, you know, the, the, the guy who's trying to coordinate all of the art design and sound design and all that isn't also going, hey, Jim, can you make a secret sound effects that you have to pay a dollar to hear? I get what you're saying, but, like, I mean, there definitely comes to a point where, like, you know, the leads of the teams, it's not like they, hey, the game is done, and then... Activision or wherever big publisher is like, mm, put a price tag on that, put a price tag on that. Like they're, they're working in tandem with each other through the process, you know, mm-hmm. uh, at least oh. as far as I've seen with behind the scenes things. Uh, but, so it's not like it came out of nowhere. But how much, how much of it is the devs being like, Hey, you know, here's a, here's a chance to monetize corporate board, you know, and like working together on it. And how much of it is we're going, okay, monetize some more stuff. You know, like, hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm saying the people who are in the game design front are most likely not the same people who are working the monetization. They might be instructed to include in monetizable elements. I don't I don't think it's I I, I think there are two separate separate sides working for that. Um, if that makes any sense. As <laughs> yeah, as someone put, uh, uh, w- w- were you going to talk about what Satanta pointed yeah, out in the chat? Yeah. Uh, Satanta said in the chat, uh, if you're going to make a game like that, commit to the price tag, uh, with the marketing and be like, yo, it's $90, no MTX, no battle pass, you get everything, uh, for the one price tag. And the thing is that, I think that is what West is saying is that either, you know, we need to move over to more free to play, you know, like battle pass, you know, style monetization, you know, how free to play games generally are monetized, but more games need to do it or games need to just move to a higher price tag and cut like the oh, you know, penny-pinching, like, like oh, we'll take a little bit here, we'll take a little bit there, you have to pay $5 for that, you have to pay a dollar for that, you know, like, I, I think that's what he's saying, that that would be the way that you would do But it. I also agree that uh, they probably have betrayed gamers' trust too much. It's like, yeah, you say no battle pass now, but it'll happen. Oh, yeah, that's true. You know? So, I don't know, you might... Well, also, with these games, and then we're going to move on to our next topic here, because uh, it's kind of relevant. I'm going to try to do a buttery smooth segue when you have these big triple a titles that's just 60 bucks a pop and then they don't have an efficient monetization plan after the fact you have these devs working forever from xyz to xyz and then there's no work and then they just get let go or the contractors have no more contracts where with the battle pass stuff it's much easier to keep a stable of people working because it's expected to have more money coming in every three months at a minimum for sure with a battle pass where the other stuff it's like hopefully this works out hopefully they they love the game but oftentimes we see it's not an efficient way to make money with these 60 dollar games i mean just look at call of duty it was 60 bucks they're not doing that much um but they also were trying to charge you two bucks for a red radical ridiculous stuff and it's yearly release too yeah and um that's the thing though is that I would much rather, I think it would be better for everyone if these games try to go free. Even if it's like, this is usually a game that wouldn't be free. Just go free, split it up what you got to, battle pass wise, and that'll be better for the devs, the gamers for sure, because you're going to have more people being able to get into these games. Um, Some games, because me and uh, Luke were talking about this earlier, even though I got my PC fixed again now, the fact exists that these PC games I've been wanting to play still cost money. And I can't just be throwing 60 bucks here, 60 bucks there on all, all these different games just to try them out, you know? Where if they were free, I can try them out and then throw my money in after the fact if if I like it. Yeah, and, and I'm I'm the kind of person that, you know, when it comes to a game I've already paid for, I'm really reluctant to put more money into it unless, like, it's a really well-put-together DLC, right? Whereas with a free game, mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, you know, I'll throw you a couple bucks. Like, I, I've i spent, a, you know, a little bit of money on, uh, like, a lot of free games. Because it, it just only seems fair to me, you know? 
especially when they're updating yeah. content regularly. Yeah, just whatever we can. I think whatever the devs can do to, or the devs, publishers, to have it more stability to where people aren't getting fired or let go, that would be nice. Because you hate to see stories like what just came out recently with Discord and how they've had to lay some people off. Hey, smooth segue. I know, there it is. Hope mm. you guys enjoy. I'm here all week. Um, they just recently said, uh, and I'm glad they're just open and honest about it, like, yo, Discord Nitro, that subscription service we do, it's where we offered you games. Turns out you guys didn't really play the games all that much, so we're going to have to close that down. And so I imagine the layoffs are coming from those people who are managing the store side of things. Because they used to have a storefront, but now they've moved it to you got to go to the discord the games discord and then within there if they're approved they have a buy their button yeah which, which is to me really doesn't make sense weird. like the storefront would have been way better um not but, only would it have been better for our end but i'm pretty sure it would have been better just from the end of the the indie devs and stuff actually doing it because mm-hmm. you know the great thing about a store page is that you know you go to the store page and there can be a thing promoted that you wouldn't have heard about if you hadn't gone to that store page and you can go oh that looks cool and you can buy it whereas no one's well i don't know this but i feel like very few people are going to uh discord or whatever the like aggregator for uh discord uh mm-hmm. uh servers is i go there going, every now and, and going let me check all the latest you know game development discords Ooh, that looks interesting you know, like because you would have to join them it, it's just such like a weird backward system i've been i also think i think discord got a wake-up call because like within a few weeks of them like hey we're doing this store thing we got a subscription service all the heavy hitters starting coming out with their stuff xbox game pass for pc um origin did a new tier to where you had more access to big triple a titles from the get-go yeah and then um uh, playstation now was doing some new things and then all of a sudden it's like oh like this is a much bigger thing oh yeah actually discord nitro and epic store i don't think was a thing yet discord was a few weeks before and then epic store came out and they were just giving free games just for being there and having a pc and discord's like ah, oh, you know we could take on steam because we got this awesome chat system but uh, there's a lot going on now. And so, I don't know, it, it must, and especially they don't have the kind of money that uh, Epic was swinging around Yeah, to be buying these deals. So, like the thing, it's, the thing about it's unfortunate because I like Discord. Like, it was like a, it, it was great presentation. I love the organization of it. And uh, it, it put indies in, in AA titles at the same prominence of AAA, just in presentation alone. Yeah. Like, it didn't seem like it was, oh, oh, and there's these games over here. No, everything seemed like, yo, this, these are curated, select, highly selected games. We think you'll love these. And the thing, it's, the thing about it's going it, away, unfortunately. The thing about it is that it felt like they went in with, like, and, and this is something uh, Tatanta also pointed out in the chat. You know, he's saying that it felt like they weren't, uh, went in without a plan. It didn't feel like they went in, like went in with no plan to me so much as like they went in with no real experience monetizing stuff heavily. Because like when I started using Discord, I don't think there was a like uh, Discord Nitro and and like anyone to monetize stuff, you know. And and like it, it felt like out of the blue, like okay guys, we need to monetize stuff. And they tried like ninety things at once, and like all of the different things they tried are cool, but it, it almost felt like they ran in too many directions at the same time if that makes sense. just a shotgun approach to monetization yeah. i mean discord is a very awesome service so yeah it is it i is. hope they figure something out to make money oh i know a lot of um, people who have discord nitro um mm-hmm. i don't know how much money that's realistically making them but you know i mean i th- i think it's a huge thing for gaming now especially i mean if you're on pc for sure another thing i, I point uh, out is that um while i i believe that discord uh, has in its terms of service that it, it doesn't sell data. If I remember correctly, uh, the the founder had a previous company that sold data, so like maybe they do that. Who knows? I do, I I'm not saying they do. I want to make that clear. I'm not doing that, but I'm saying like I yeah. don't know where they are getting their money. From, you know? from my recollection too, because I think we had this discussion way back when about wait, how is this free? Like yeah. And when we did the research, they're like, yeah, we don't sell data, um, but. I mean, if you look at their company culture, because I was, 
I appreciate what Discord is doing so much. When I saw that they were hiring, I was like, well, let me see if there's some place I can fit, yeah. you know, because um, they have a great company culture. And so that's really got to suck for anyone losing their job right now with Discord. Hopefully they can do something. Yeah, I don't want Discord to go away. My God, like I, this thing has been awesome. I really, I really I doubt really that Discord. Doubt I'm pretty yeah. sure Discord tomorrow could say, "Hey guys, we you know like we're we're running bare bones, guys. We need." Mo- I would I would donate if they if legitimately if they said we really need money. Like you know how Wikipedia every like year or two does that thing, or like every time mm-hmm. you go to an article, it's like, mm-hmm. please for the love of God, give us money, right? <laughs> like we God. need this. And to be fair, Wikipedia does. They don't. They just they don't. They just start showing. They just start showing. Uh, they start showing Discord employees pictures, and they're like, like "He has five Derek, kids to feed. Five. Derek kids. hasn't eaten in two days. Please feed Derek." Yeah, yeah, like I, I feel like Discord could, if they really were having a problem, could just appeal to the like guys. Come on, it's a pretty good service. Yeah, definitely, well, absolutely. We just, we just got to keep an eye out uh, on Ten Cents ownership of Discord. Because if it goes majority shareholder, then we know that they're making money from that, from that data. And uh, China's going is already a little uncomfortably all up in the business of video games. And there's I say uncomfortably for those who are worried about their data. Yeah, because China has a whole different set of ethics as far as data goes. Define what an ethic is. <laughs> no, I'm I'm kidding. Ex- um, I mean that that's uh that's what the businesses there in China say. Yeah, yeah. To clarify, the businesses, not the people of China, not knocking Chinese people. Um, nice save. <laughs> <laughs> and so, I um, love well, the they, again, they just think. They, <laughs> stop! Stop! Uh, so, uh, you know what I mean? Just I have the Discord Nitro already from the games, and at first I was thinking like. I need to get a refund because I have three months left. But then when I think about it, it's like, well, it, it's it's a little bit of money, but I, I do like Discord, so I'm just going to stay subscribed either way, yeah. regardless of whether they give me games or not. And and from my perspective, the thing about it is that, like, with Discord Nitro, there's enough other, like, advantages to it that I, I feel like, I, I feel like they won't have too much of a problem. Because, again, they weren't having people playing the games, apparently, right? And yeah. If people weren't playing the games, and I know a, like a, uh, several people who have Discord Nitro, right? Then obviously people are getting Discord Nitro for things besides the free games. And like on top mm-hmm. of it, this whole like layoff thing, it's like we said, they're shutting down a certain uh, sector of the company, a certain like direction they were going in. So it makes sense that they're probably laying people off. I don't necessarily think this is necessarily indicative of, uh, you know, oh, we're having money problems, you know? It could legitimately just be like, we can't support this section anymore. We don't need you. Like we're setting it, or we're shutting it down. And like, you know, we we would love to keep paying you, but it's a company. You know, like yeah, yeah. It, Which per- perfectly logical decision for them to come to. Yeah, and I, I wouldn't blame them one bit. You know, like it's sad, but it's it's how it it's how it works. You know, and I think in the, in the terms of all of these new game services popping up there has been a lot more of a struggle to for for little smaller ones to kind of take flight um well especially now that the big ones are making such like moves that are oh this is very consumer friendly yeah so and like takes us right into our next thing unless you got something to say. well yeah like like you play an origin man i can't think of people who who go oh yeah you can find me on you play you can find me on origin Nope. No, when it comes they to have like, those for specific games yeah, those, only. Those third so party, yeah. those third party, uh, like launchers. All, all anyone ever says about that is, "Wait, are we friends on that?" Because, like, you know, they want to play a particular game. And they're like, "Ah, uh, I don't think so." And then they have to like type. Like that's literally yeah. the only time people talk about it. Mm. it. Exactly. So it's it's a lot harder of a of a market to break into, um, than what a lot of uh, TV channels have been doing with their own streaming services, yeah. just opening them up on a whim. Yeah, and and the other advantage that uh that market has is that you know Star uh what's the what's the like horror movie one I I can't remember. My point is that you have these things that used to be cable channels that are now opening up like because they own the rights to different movies, they're opening up subscription services through Amazon. Whereas I don't think Steam or Epic is gonna let other companies like start subscription services 
through their stores, they might. Mm-hmm. Th- it might not be a bad I mean, move for them. I think but... Xbox or PlayStation, one of them should start doing that. It most likely would be Xbox, I imagine, just because of how, when I think PlayStation, I think exclusivity, you know? And so they'll probably just have a different company culture. Yeah. But um, Game Pass and PlayStation Now, so Game Pass right now for PC, I believe is still four ninety nine. And if anyone who has it, it's it's like how Netflix was back in the day. You just needed a Netflix account. Why not? It, the the deal was ridiculous. You get to play brand yeah. new games day one, full price, five bucks, like awesome. I I still want to um, PlayStation Now has just dropped their price down to nine ninety nine, and it's not quite there with like day one releases like Xbox is, but they have a, like a four hundred game library. Which hey, that's essentially. Essentially, the major titles a year after release is what I'm seeing for the most part. So not bad. And I forgot, I completely forgot about it. They don't advertise this stuff. They need to. But PlayStation Now on PC, you don't have to have a PlayStation for it. So if they're like all of these people I know that um, contribute to Heavy Shelf and things like that, that don't have PlayStations, know this, Heavy Shelf listeners and contributors. You can play those PlayStation games on your PC with PlayStation Now because they let you download those games. So is that if if you you have a PlayStation Plus account? You just need to make a PlayStation Network account um, and then 10 bucks a month, but also you need to have a compatible controller. Mm, Have a look at all the controllers, but you got to have a controller. And so that was something that I thought was pretty cool. Uh, because I know how much I love having because I, I sold my Xbox a long time ago, but being able to still kind of you know work on my gamer score and all that stuff. What, what's it called? Xbox game gamer tag, user tag, can't remember. Gamer tag, um, I think, but like, like still having those Xbox achievements unlocked through Game Pass and stuff like that is nice. So, yeah, um, knowing that PlayStation now is only 10 bucks. Do you guys think what's your like? My opinion is try it. What is your guys' opinion? You think they need to do more, or do you think they need to go five bucks like Game Pass is? Or uh, I, I mean, I think it's a pretty attractive attractive deal. I I don't think that I don't think that they need to just keep on jumping down. I think you could definitely find a market of people who are more than willing to do ten bucks a month for that, and I think it'll work. I I want to um sort of like just get something clear. There's a lot of games that are exclusive to PS4. I assume you cannot play those on the PC, even with the you, you, you can. Oh, interesting. So they port them over. Interesting. Um, mm-hmm. in that case, yeah, I'll probably try because there's a lot. My, of... my understanding, the entirety of the PlayStation Now library is accessible on the PC. Yeah, and I'll probably try a thing because there's a lot of uh, PS4 exclusives that I'm like, oh man, bloody exclusives, you know. Um. And if I can play them on PC, then hey, you know, like, I'm not, I'm I've not always been PC more of a console guy. I'm just saying I like having a mouse, okay? I, I'm glad you said that. I've always been more of a PC, um, I've always been more of a console guy. But as of late now, now that, you know, PlayStation Now has compatibility on the PC, Game Pass for PC, I mean, you just need a PC now. And you're not left out of the loop for those Xbox exclusives and PlayStation exclusives. Sony just gotta, I hope. I wouldn't even mind it if Sony says, hey, we're going to do $19.99 and you get the day of releases because let's be honest, it's Sony, they can kind of flex like that or at least try because their exclusives are awesome. Mm. Uh, yeah. Because um, Origin kind of has that right now, but let's be, EA ain't got much that's worth it. But um, they do have that higher like $19.99. EA has a tier. lot. It's just none of it's any good. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't tried Uplay's. Um, I am interested in uh, getting back into well, playing Assassin's Creed on PC because it looked awesome on PlayStation. But then I remember of you know it's it's Ubisoft, so there's all those mechanics that are in there to just draw the game out and make it grindy. I don't know if I got time for all that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I think. Uh, I think this is the way we're heading, though, guys. I think uh, by the time the consoles come out, you're going to have 
a lot of subscription stuff. There's part of me that actually kind of wonders if, uh, like, the thing is, if they start putting the console exclusives onto the desktop, right? Part of me wonders if that'll kill off, like, the, you know, they probably won't die off completely, because, you know, there still are advantages to consoles. You know, uh, the thing is, I, I feel like that would kind of hurt that market as far as, like, actually selling the consoles, because personally, I, I know a lot I of... imagine there's probably something going into where they get some of that data that they think get to make more money off of. Yeah, yeah, that probably has something to do with it, but there's also just that, that level of... Or I was going with that was that, um, I, I, when it comes to people who are above, like, I want to say probably around 25, right? Most of the people who are gamers I know over a certain age, they grew up with consoles. Yeah, I did too when I was young. Um, they grew up with consoles and they still use consoles and a lot of them prefer controllers. Whereas a lot of the younger people I know who play games, yeah, maybe they had a DS as a kid, but when it comes to, like, actually really getting into, you know, like, I don't want to say, like, gaming as, like, it, as they, at some point they switched over to PC and kind of never looked back for a lot of the people I know, and and I fall into that category, and so I wonder if, like, this will, again, just sort of, like, hurt part of that market, but the thing is, yeah, you know, they're making a consistent, uh, you know, like, $20 a month off everyone, and they're probably maybe going to sell some data, so they'll make up for it, I, I just think that might be an interesting <laughs> direction for it to go in. You know, I was I was following your line of thought for for a moment there, but then I remembered. Well, wait a minute. We all have PCs. Clearly, we're on Discord. Right yeah. Now. But there's there's a lot of people who don't. A large horde of people who don't. Yeah. And have no intention to. And are way okay. That's what I'm saying. Have just consoles. There is that advantage to consoles of they're cheap, they're portable. They, you know, they, like uh, and and you know they uh, consoles tend to have like a a pretty well defined like you know the consoles release. And you can keep it for five, ten years, or however long it takes for them to release the next console. You know, whereas mm. PCs, you know, yeah, sure, you can keep a PC for ten years, but by the end of that ten years, you're playing everything on low. You know, you might be going well, into say, the files I've, and lowering the settings even further. It, like there, there are. I've had consoles last the whole seven year cycle, where I've had PCs year four or five, something goes wrong. Yeah, yeah, and and and. PC mediocre race? I don't know. Yeah, Maybe. exactly. Like there are advantages <laughs> of consoles. I think there will always be an audience for consoles. But what I'm saying isn't that you know it'll it'll like maybe I have to put it badly. I don't think it'll kill off consoles as a market entirely. But I'm wondering if it will diminish. So hey, who knows? Honestly, I, I, I think it'll be a I think it'll be a controlled burn kind of situation. I think they're looking at data that they know that they're going to make more money if they do it X Y Z way anyways. And and another thing to consider like. Sorry, this is a conversation that we could literally do like an entire podcast just on that. Because the more I think about it, the more I'm like, oh, but there's another factor. So, you know, it's it's probably best mm -hmm. that we don't, you know, go off for 15 minutes yeah. about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, we are getting near to the end of the uh, podcast here. And we didn't even really check in with who's playing what. Um, I was going to say that. I was going to say that. Moose, what what have you been playing? Anything <laughs> that people need to be checking out? Um. <sighs> Just more of the more of the same, mostly tabs. Uh, totally accurate battle simulator. So when you said tabs at first, I was like browsing the Agario? web. What are you talking about? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Agario Championships. Oh man. Um, <laughs> no, totally accurate battle simulator. It's nice. It's chill. It's relaxing. I talked about it a little bit more last week. Um, other Luca, than that, how about you? I haven't been doing much. Uh, me, I've been playing a little bit of this and a little bit of that. You know. I Always, you know, I have my fallbacks, uh, you know, uh, Insurgency Sandstorm, I've been playing that, you know, not as much, because I sort of got reasonably satisfied with my skill, like, level, because there was this one point where I was like, okay, I've been playing this game a while, I need to, like, actually concentrate and get good, and I've, uh, I've gotten back into playing War Thunder, but I'm, I'm, uh, playing in moderation, now, right, which is mm -hmm. much better for my health. Um, <laughs> also, that's a game I love that you're pretty it, much addicted I love that, to. as I said, moderation, my voice cracked. You know, I mean, it sounded like like I was nervous about saying that word. I was like, moderation, guys, I promise. Um, you know, I've been playing it more moderation, and, like, honestly, but there's a part of me that wants to start streaming that game, because, like, I, hey, I'm pretty good now. Like, um, just to just paint an example, guys, for those listening to this podcast, how much War Thunder is a problem for him. We could be having, like, an official, very serious, 
future planning, heavy shelf meeting. And then you'll notice that Luca kind of has a delay in his answers and responses. And that's because he's responding. Everyone else is in the meeting 100%. He's in War Thunder, still playing a video game, which I can't be mad at because it's like, it's kind of what we do here. Sometimes okay, he'll just randomly like shriek like, in anger. Like he would respond like in between planes he's down and he's like, okay, now that I killed that French guy, I have an answer for your question. See, you oh, know. But, goodness. But, you know, Wes, I get that probably irritating, but hear me out. BF109, relatively in my sights. Easy. Oh, hey, you know, I gotta go for it, man. True. Like I said, go for it. not too mad. I'm just, I'm saying, like, that's how much of it is a problem with them. Yeah, that is, um, that is the game that I play while doing other things to, so that I don't fidget, like, doing, you know, like, I'm one of those people that, like, I cannot just talk to only that, right? So I have to be doing something, and it always turns out to be worth under, and then it consumes my yeah. life, and all my friends stop talking to me because I'm not talking to them anymore because I'm playing. <laughs> okay wow that was so, a... so i've been um i've been uh catching up on some of those like classic titles that i feel everyone must play at some point and one of those is uh shadows of the colossus or shadow of the colossus yeah it's one singular yeah, I'm, I'm, shadow yeah yeah one shadow um <laughs> i'm playing the remastered version and you know i've given god of war a lot of props for how beautiful it was the latest one that came out but I hadn't played Shadow of the Colossus, and like it's obviously not as detailed as far as every little bit of thing that's in God of War. It's like jam packed with leaves, trees, all like all the fo- uh, foliage you would come to expect. This one is much more open fields, but my God, some of the vistas and everything in this game—it's like you're—it's an interactive painting. It really is a work of art, and I can see why it's held in such high regard, even though the gameplay mechanics aren't all that complex. The boss battles are more like boss puzzles more than battles, you know? And it's Mm -hmm. like, Hey, okay. You figured out the puzzle of how to get here. Stabby, stab, stab the guy. Um, It's such a great game though. It has shot up to my top five games of all time in no time. I've also, it's been like national geographic, the video game for me. I have like 300 photos in photo mode which I'm going to be putting on Instagram at some point, but it's a really beautiful, pure game that I think everyone should experience at some point, even though the mechanics seem old and dated uh, compared to the complexity of things that we play now. Um, it would it's It takes like the simplicity of mechanics from something like Mario, but you have this AAA scale of graphics and details. It just, it really is a work of art. So I think anybody... Who's been thinking, hmm, should I play it? It's definitely worth playing still. So what what I'll say is that I have played a little bit of Shadow of the Colossus at a friend's house, you know, m- many, many moons ago, right? Um, And I've seen playthroughs of it. And even from that little bit of exposure, I really love that game. I, I love it so much that I wrote a paper about the story of it in English class once. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, like, it, it just, it's a beautiful game. And, like, even watching it, like, and I, I'm sure it's a million times stronger. But, well, I know it's a million times stronger. But even watching it, you get this, like, really just, like, it's it's a really, like, great-looking game. And just, like, the, it, it, for those of you who don't know, you play as a little guy on a horse, yeah? And you're fighting giant titans. You know, not, not Attack on Titan Titan. Uh, but, you know, these big, like, creatures. And there's just this feeling of, like, David and Goliath times a million, you know? And, and it yeah. is just such, like, a vibe. It it really feels good, even just to watch it. And so, like, if that is on the um the PS4 Pass thing, right, the ten, uh, $10 a month one we were talking about, I'm bad at names, um, I, day one, I'll get it. Like, I don't care. I want to play that game. Like, I, I only got to play it. I think, I I think it is. It, and I've been wanting I, I, to play it I think it years. is. We'd have to Google that, but um, I'm not sure. But it does have a lot of good games like that. Yeah, it, I mean, it, it, it's well, it's a great. That being said, we're going to be able to wrap up exactly on time. Thanks for those dropping in and for those tuning in. Uh, maybe a little late. You'll be able to find these on YouTube later if in HD quality. Be sure to uh, follow us on Twitter if you haven't. That's going to be at Heavy Shelf. We have at Heavy Shelf on all the appropriate social medias. And drop into our Discord sometime. You can find it on our website, heavyshelf.com. We're going to be there. Actually, it's Inktober. And uh, I believe Slyron has been dropping a lot of drawings in there. That man's 
improving at light speed. It's almost suspicious how good he's getting. But uh, <laughs> if you have any artwork or you know some artists you want to share some of their stuff, go ahead and feel free to drop that stuff in our Discord because they have shelves really about creativity in all aspects, not just gaming. We just have hyper-focus on gaming. So all, the more artwork, the merrier. Again, thanks for dropping in. Moose, Luca, you got anything? Uh, no. no. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> again, thanks, guys, for checking us out, and we'll be here again next week.